Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Happening today, it is swearing in day for Tulsa's elected city leaders, including three new city councilors. Great timing because it's also Monday with the mayor, G.T. Bynum. Good morning, Mayor. Good morning. New counselors in District 4 with Laura Bellis, District 5, Grant Miller, and District 7, Christian Bengal. Can you give us a sense of what you see in these three new counselors and, and how they may or may not change the the chemistry of the city council? Well, uh, I, uh, it's exciting. Uh, first of all, uh, I've uh, today when these three new counselors are sworn in, I will have served with 32 different people on the city council uh, in the time that I've been at the city. And I can tell you the folks that I've served with over that time, they're all over the place on the political spectrum, all have very different life experiences and beliefs. But like, there's one thing that I've found is a common thread through all of them, which is all of them are doing this because they love Tulsa and want to make a difference. Now they have big difference of opinion on what that means. Uh, but people don't run for the city council because it's the most glamorous job in politics or because like there's a clear ladder where you run for the city council and then next year running for Congress. Like we don't have that here. Yeah. Uh, people run for the city council here in Tulsa because they want to make a difference in Tulsa. And I, I, uh, I know that the three new counselors in varying degrees uh, and I've, definitely found that to be the case which with each of them as well and i'm just excited you you know you you never know uh how the dynamics on the council are going to shift and you really i i don't think know for sure until a couple couple months go by and then you start to see uh patterns set in but today it's just a, it's an exciting day and it's a reminder of the thing and i mentioned it in my state of the city the thing i love most about the council is like you take nine people from different parts of town with different life experiences and beliefs who all love Tulsa and you stick them at a table and ask them to solve some of the most challenging problems that face our city mm. together. And uh, I love that about our local democracy. And so uh, today is an exciting day. As the leader of that body, you know, whether <laughs> whether they recognize it or not, you're the mayor of the city. I, I mean, do you do you feel a lot of responsibility for the tenor of meetings and for how this council gets along and gets work done? Well, I feel a tremendous responsibility for how we work together. And, and that comes from having been on the council for eight and a half years before I was sworn in as mayor. I'm the only mayor that we've ever had in Tulsa who came directly from the council into the mayor's office. Oh. And so one of the, the key things for my and members of my administration, my chief of staff, Blake Ewing, served with me on the city council. My chief of culture and recreation on America served with me in the council. Uh, a lot of the people who were senior members of my administration worked in the council office when I was there. And a, a key thing for me is that we're collaborative, that we work together. That's why we changed the budget process when I came in. So the council isn't surprised by the budget when it's presented at the end of April. It's a collaborative working process uh, together. And, and a lot of the things that I think historically 
at least I know when I was on the council, occurred where there were fights between the mayor and the council happened because the, the council was surprised by something that the mayor dropped on them. And I don't want that to be the case. And so we have an exhaustive number of, uh, I think the counselors would agree with me on this, uh, working groups where my administration works with counselors in developing policy, whether it's how we're going to utilize our American Rescue Plan funds or uh, what we're going to do about homelessness or any number of other things. Uh, We work together collaboratively. And I think the mayor has a responsibility to set that tone, not just to be the representative of the executive branch, but to to really extend that olive branch, if you will, to work together. Were you surprised that the Grant Miller, Mikey Arthrell District 5 race was not uh, ordered into a, a do-over by the judge? Uh, I did not. You know, I have tremendous respect for Judge Drummond. Uh, everybody that I talked to thinks very highly of him and his judgment and he had better access to uh the 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 findings and the facts on that than i did and so if that's his determination i completely respect it and we're gonna go with it um you know we've had that happen i think one other time and it was before i was even on the council in district three between Roscoe Turner and David Patrick at the time. But uh, one thing I'm thankful for is that this is usually an anomaly. Um, it, uh, I, I will say, and I have to make the plug, because the exact same thing that happened to Mikey Arthrell and Grant Miller happened to Dewey Bartlett and me yeah. in 2016, where poll workers did not hand out ballots to people because we were on a nonpartisan race. And I really think the election board... I know that they're stretched thin to get volunteers to help out with this, but they've got to make sure that their poll workers are educated on our nonpartisan ballot process. You brought up homelessness as an example of a problem needs to be fixed a moment ago, and of course it was a major feature of your speech, your aspirational goal of a half a billion dollars to help end homelessness in the city. And a lot of that is focused on making homelessness kind of nipping it in the bud before it even gets started. And I, I want to talk a little bit about evictions and, and eviction reform. Uh, the Tulsa World jumping behind you in an editorial uh, in terms of your, your uh, goal for homelessness and raising that money from, from private donors. Uh, but they also mentioned evictions and that evictions are often the cause of homelessness and that we're one of the few states that doesn't uh, allow the people a little bit more time to get their money together before you know, they go to court and they're kicked out. No, and I think that is something that I know uh, our um, continuum of care, kind of our collective impact organization, A Way Home for Tulsa, that the city is a part of, but there are a lot of other nonprofit agencies and experts in this field are working together on. Uh, and I know that when I first hired our very first housing policy director at the city a couple of years ago, uh, one of the chief concerns for us was that Tulsa was, I believe at the time we were number seven in the country for evictions. Mm. Um, I, I'm a big believer in private property rights of owners. And if if someone is not paying their rent, you have the, the right to evict them. But there's something wrong in Tulsa, Oklahoma, if we're seventh in the nation when it comes to evictions. So uh, I, I'm doing my best to get my arms around the larger issue. For me, the, the number one thing that we can do as a city government to help 
is to facilitate the establishment of more housing. And that's what we're focused on like a laser beam right now. Uh, but I, I appreciate and support those who are trying to identify what's causing this larger disproportionate number of evictions in Tulsa and find out what we can do to decrease that so that you're not just getting people off the street and then immediately backfilling them with somebody else. Try to save time for an open mic question, at least one every visit uh, on Mondays. Uh, here's this week's. Good morning. A topic for the mayor this morning would be maybe how to fix the water department's long call wait time issue. Other utility companies have a callback service. Why does the city of Tulsa not? Yeah. Good point. I guess I didn't realize until he said that there there isn't. You do kind of have to hang on hold if you want to talk to somebody. We do, and it's a tremendous source of frustration, and I appreciate that guy bringing it up. And what I can tell you is this is – I was literally emailing with our staff over the weekend about this, and this is something that I've been hearing about for months. What we're facing with right now is a challenge of having an understaffed call center at the city – and an antiquated old computer system that is responsible for managing our calls. And so I'm working, my administration is working with the utility authority to hire additional people and to update our computer system that manages those calls. Uh, so our, our, uh, we just had 10 new graduates into our call center uh, on Friday. Uh, to add into the number of people who are available to take those calls. And then we're on pace to have the new computer system that manages those calls because it's not just people sitting uh, and picking up a phone line. It's an entire computer system that manages it. That is on pace to be completed in February. Uh, and so we're, yeah, I, I understand the frustration. Please know it's top of mind for me and for my administration, and we're focused on fixing it. You want to get the uh, new counselors on your good side to uh, take them all out for ice cream after the swearing in today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mayor, have a great week. We'll talk to you all next right, Monday. Thank you. Mayor T.T. Bynum. Wouldn't you like to see that be a Baskin Robbins and here comes the city council in for a couple of double dips? For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.